Welcome to Tech on Reg, the podcast that explores all things at the intersection of law, technology, and high-regulated industry. We're talking fintech, regtech, sextech, and more with thought leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world to share insights, trade viewpoints, and get us all thinking about responsible innovation. And here is your host, Dara Tukowski. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tech on Reg, the podcast that explores all things at the intersection of law, technology, and highly regulated industry. Today, we are revisiting a subject that, uh, you know, was part of our bread and butter here uh, at Tech on Reg since the podcast was launched, and we are talking again about sex tech today. Joining us is Dr. Soom Rakshit, founder of uh, the sex tech company, Mystery Vibe. We've got lots of interesting things to talk about today. Soom, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for doing this. It's very important. I do think it's very important, um, and it's so funny. So, listeners, um, you've heard me rant about this before, um, but before we started recording today, Sum also got to hear me rant about it. Um, and we're going to get into you know his company and like all of the great things that they're doing, and we'll get to the regulation because you guys know I can't help myself. But we were just sort of lamenting um, about how technology and how the big tech platforms have now sort of what were we talking about? They've, they've sort of interfered and like this sort of like interesting hypocritical view they have about sex tech as an industry. Um, and then like porn and how they handle that. And between, between the big tech platforms, Apple and Google and the social media companies like Twitter, uh, Zoom, let, let's just start there. Like, we're just going to go right in and start picking on big tech. Where should we start? We can start with something that will ease listeners into it. So I know everyone is shocked to hear this, but um, organizations like Mystery Vibe and every other startup on the planet, they need to make money. So when they need to make money, they need to be able to take payments, right? So how do we take payments nowadays on the internet? We need our wallets. We need our payment processors and our platforms. And one of the most prevalent ones that we all have on our wonderful little iPhones here is Apple Pay. So Sum, why don't you share with my listeners your story with Apple and Apple Pay? And we will take it from there. So this goes back quite a few years. It's uh, just when we started our website. And um, so we're on Shopify and Shopify uh, sets up quite a few payment options that you can link to. And um, once you do go through the setup, you have to uh, validate each of them, set yourself up on accounts um, and obviously explain what you do. So um, fundamentally, we are a medical device company because that's our Bread and butter, that's our foundation, the FDA class two devices, you know, designed by doctors, etc. However, it's and it's equally important that we are a pleasure company. And um, I, I digress a bit, but I'll quickly explain why. So 80%, uh, and I think the real statistic is higher, but this is what we is um, written down. 80% of people who struggle with sexual health issues never go to a doctor. Um, so only 20% ever do. Like, uh, you know, if a guy's struggling with erection, he might search Google, but he might not go to a, or he won't go to a, a urologist or andrologist. And um, I think that there is still, you know, a degree of uh, stigma attached to oh, that. Oh, massively, right? massively, Wanting, yeah. Feeling, and, and then an individual yeah. feeling comfortable even talking to their medical professionals about what they're experiencing uh, in with respect to their sexual health. Correct. Um, or, and, and often uh, there are also, also other... Things like, let's say, uh, you know, new mom uh, having pelvic pain 
she might not have time. She might not have uh, the resources to find a pelvic floor therapist, go for a session, you know, pay 100 to $200 every time. Um, there's so many barriers um, that stop people who are struggling with some sexual health issue to see a professional. So the uh, a big part of what we do is focus on pleasure, um, irrespective of the fact that it's a medical or these are medical devices which are created for medical condition. They can equally be used for fun as a toy, as pleasure. So, And that's what we try to stay true to in after all these years on our website with our brand, with our marketing is pleasure first, uh, clinical later. You know, it's not about being boring, not about being um, problem solving, it's about elevating your sex life. Right. So um, a, a big section on our website is called play. And that section is purely images. Uh, they're very um, uh, androgynous in the, the, you know, gender agnostic, um, like blue people, purple people, um, all hand-drawn, really beautiful art that our creative designers do. Um, and we think, and you know, luckily our customers think the same way, that it is the best way to uh, create that mystery in the bedroom, looking at positions, trying new things. Um, it's also the best way to know how to use the product, you know, instead of reading a massive instruction manual. Uh, and and we we love it. We love to have it, and we love to have it front and center, right? Let me guess. Apple didn't mm. love it. Oh, a lot of people didn't love it uh, <laughs> because they, uh, I mean, most of our site is very technical, you know, talks about product, et cetera. But that section, um, which we are very proud of, uh, is very much, uh, you know, like, naked art, right? That's what it is. So anyway, uh, so that was the reason. Um, and this transcends into the app, uh, you know, Android, uh, iOS, everywhere. So when we went through the process and we were told, oh, you know, you can't have that because that is adult content, um, we managed to win that argument by saying that is art, which is genuinely true because it's hand-drawn by a human. and. Sure. There and you know it is a blue abstract person, purple abstract person, um, and 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 uh, we won that argument because there is a lot of art out there in the Louvre, in the National Gallery, which is uh, nude, um, and that is not considered at all. So um, yeah, so that was a very uh, exciting and interesting. Um, well, start. I mean, so so if you break that down a little bit, um, you had a page on your website artistically depicting ways to use your product that clearly made some people uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And they decided that in policing that page on your website, they were going to attempt to deprive you of a payment processing platform as a result. Mm -hmm. Did I, yep. did I, yeah, did yeah, I no, sort of synthesize exactly. that correctly? Yeah. So, and ultimately you rightfully won that argument with them. But the notion that an organization like yours that is uh, that is designing, building, and providing medical devices that also happen to have this wonderful ancillary benefit of not only helping, for example, a woman's body heal, but also makes her happy in whatever ways she likes to be happy, that somehow was offensive to the point that they wanted to try to cut off payments to you. Um, 
And that's the part that I think is so unbelievable. If you think about the internet, what is available and what people pay for online that has no real, you know, benefits like the way your products and services benefit people. Yeah. I mean, mean, the, the, um, I, I'm an optimist and I feel like, you know, uh, so this is obviously back in 2019 when we started the website and I hope that things are getting better. You know, I hope that there are more people um, in compliance, in policy who are uh, seeing the benefits because recently I saw that Meta uh, changed a policy about ads and they now allow ads about painful sex. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. You know, I'm hoping that um, we're contributing that to that change in wider societal uh, settings and uh, making it much better. Well, I do think that organizations like yours that are willing to sort of stand up to big tech and say, no, you know, this policy decision that you're making as it applies to your terms of use is just wrong. And here are the reasons why it's wrong. The more organizations that do that, obviously, you need people to push back. Otherwise, the, the companies are, you know, just going to keep doing everything that they're doing. Um, so, I, so I love hearing stories like that because yeah. you're an optimist. That's why you do what you do. I am not. That's why I do what I do. But that's more of a commentary on me and, you know, lawyers in general, uh, as opposed to visionaries and entrepreneurs like yourself who are, you know, changing the world for the better. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, when, whenever I hear the word changing the world, I feel like, you know, I'm doing so little and I want to do more. But, uh, you know, like uh, we had the same discussions with Meta uh, over, it was like a six to nine month back and forth to get approved, uh, which then eventually happened in terms of a formal policy change. But, you know, uh, we had so much back and forth to the point to get where they said, okay, you know, this is acceptable, painful sex. That's exactly what we were going to promote uh, because we have a journal paper on GPPPD, with genital pelvic pain and penetration disorder, where um, a medical study proved that our device could help 5X improve painful sex by in, in 12 weeks, three times a week usage. It's like, you know, it was very significant. And, um, and, and it, it still took us a long time to back and forth to really explain um, what is it that we are trying to promote and why it's important to, and then the reason I didn't want to give up that battle is because it is important to reach people in platforms that they are hanging out on, like Facebook, because they are not going to a doctor. I cannot go to a doctor and say, hey, you know, when the patient comes, tell them about this device. That's like the 20% or less. If I want to get to the 80% who probably are struggling with it, but don't really haven't really even started that journey uh, of thinking, is there a solution, let alone let me call a doctor. If they see an ad while they're reading something else, they're like, oh, this is interesting, painful sex. Let me read about it, right? So let's talk about other platforms where people are just hanging out. So you mentioned Facebook is one of them. Twitter is another one of them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Elon for a second. How's Twitter? <laughs> how's Twitter treating you these days? Um, so Twitter still hasn't. So the whole uh, um, compliance discussions I mentioned with Meta uh, it did happen over many months. But uh, it, we know we got to talk to humans, and I think that was the key. Uh, and how all the changes are happening is because uh, if you talk to people, you can reason and say, "Look, these are the things that we want to." 
talk about. And obviously, you know, we understand restrictions from a like we do, we totally get that you don't want to flash a porn video on somebody's Facebook, right? That's not like no one would say that's um, something you would advertise. But uh, that doesn't mean there is a blanket blanket ban on sexual health. So, but you can only achieve that by talking. Uh, whereas with Twitter, the biggest challenge is that it's a fully automated system. Uh, at least that's what we get is a canned response. And once we get a canned response, we can't do anything about it. Um, and and there is no there is no second way to read someone uh, to actually talk about a human setting. So as of right now, your organization, for example, can't advertise on Twitter, right? No. And we're only talking about medical devices. We're not talking about pleasure. We're not talking about porn. We're literally talking about, let's say, painful sex, right? Very boring things, not sexy at all. Not boring, medically based. Twitter won't let you do it. And there's no one at Twitter to reach out to in order to have an actual human-to-human conversation about why things are permitted, not permitted, whether or not this actually violates terms of use, whether it doesn't, you just you guys just get rejected, right? It's just automated. It's just you know, it's uh, not compliant. That's it. I mean, Elon, if you're listening, I know you fired half of Twitter, but come on, you need some people to help respond to 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 Zoom and organizations like his. You know, it's it's sort of. I mean, it's the height of irony, isn't it? Um, yes, we uh, even told them, you know, how much budget we have allocated for digital marketing. Um, and I, I looked up Apple's budget on Twitter monthly is a million dollars. It's not much for them. Um, and that would be our budget if we scaled on Twitter. So they still were not very, you know, there was no humans involved. But the point is, you know, it doesn't matter what I emailed. If no one reads it, you know, it's kind of irrelevant. It is true. So I'm wondering if once this episode airs, um, I'm allowed on Twitter. Provoke.fm is allowed on Twitter. Maybe we'll we'll at Elon and we'll say, hey, Elon, um, you know how those, those shareholders that you have to answer <laughs> to now? Here's a bunch of advertising revenue that you're rejecting. You want to you tell your shareholders why? Yeah, I think that would be great because uh, that's our goal is to bring about change. And if we bring about change, it would help everyone in the industry, not just us. It's okay. I like to poke people. I'm happy to do that and join the cause. Um, I was sharing with you before that in terms of, you know, sort of misunderstanding the purposes of, of content and what organizations are trying to do, my podcast, Tech on Reg, had its own interesting challenges just by using the word sex tech in our description of the podcast. Um, and yeah. a lot of the podcast platforms, including po- uh, Apple Podcasts, flagged us as vice just for using the phrase in our, uh, you know, in our, mm-hmm. in our description and listeners, I love you. You love me back. It's great. We talk about a lot of interesting things, but I think we can all agree that it's not porn. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's porn for somebody, but it's certainly not for the general public. Um, so we, we've talked about some challenges that you've had, at least with, with social media, but I did hear an announcement that earlier this year, you guys had what I would say is a major breakthrough um, in terms of how consumers are able to pay for some of the medical devices and products that Mystery Vibe has spent so much time and effort and care uh, building and uh, you know providing to the public. So I don't want to steal your thunder. Why don't, why don't you tell the listeners your big news? Um, so... Uh... 
So there is, um, and I'm sure most of the listeners would know, uh, there are uh, various payment plans um, which are effectively tax-free money, uh, FSA and HSA being major ones, I think. Um, so we went through the whole process of um, you know the legal stuff, the talking to the plan providers, talking to the payment providers, because um, you need to set up a margin code, which allows you to take that. And so and the whole thing took like a year. Um, and uh, I think um, in October, yeah, a couple of months ago, uh, we finally got everything set up. Because it's it's not just uh, that, it's also the website and the links and the payment options. So so we had all of that set up. So now um, if someone has a FSA card, they can, as long as the plan uh, allows it, you know, they will be able to use that card to buy our products. Yeah, and for those listeners who don't know, uh, FSA and HSA stand for Flexible Savings Account and Health Savings Accounts, respectively. These are accounts that you can set up and you can fund those accounts for yourself with tax-free dollars, um, typically through an employer-provided healthcare program. And those accounts let users set aside money pre-tax to spend on healthcare services like doctor's visits and prescriptions and contact lenses and all sorts of things. Mm. And now what I believe is, you know, really one of the first um, mystery vibes devices can be purchased using dollars from those healthcare savings accounts, which is, I think it's important for a variety of reasons. One, not only Zoom to me is an acknowledgement that the health benefits of your products are clear and obvious. Um, but to me, it demonstrates also sort of a, a big step in the right direction um, that yes, we can acknowledge that sometimes these devices that provide so much pleasure to people also have major health benefits. This isn't vice. I should be able to go to my doctor and get a, you know, whether it's a device or a prescription or whatever it is for this category of product because my sexual health is just as important as my eyesight or my dental mm-hmm. care or or anything like that. And it might seem small uh, to some people saying, oh, I can use money out of this account. But to me, it signals an important um, uh, change for the industry. Yes, massively. I, don't know, and, and, I don't know if you guys and, feel that way. I thought it was a really big deal. Yeah, no, no, we, we do. And uh, we, uh, you know, like it's all of these little incremental things add up. And our hope is that uh, if we do it and, you know, it works and these are the steps, then others can. And then, you know, hopefully in the near future, we will have a lot more options available for sexual health, whatever it is, you know, lubes, um, condoms, um, uh, devices, um, you know, what, whatever it is that helps in some health setting, because that's the key criteria when it comes to FSA to say it has to be health uh, related. Um, sure. Yeah. And, um, and, but I think it yeah. also means that all those products are FDA registered medical devices. Correct. Yes. Yeah. They have to well. be medical devices. Yes. Yeah. Which is true for condoms, which is true for lube. Um, and, and it's uh, funny how, how many people don't realize there are so many medical stuff in sex, you know, like they use a condom, they'll use a lube and they won't even think about it, that these are actually medical products. And these are, many of them are available on FSHSA. Okay, well, listeners, 
They're medical devices. We're getting to the end of the calendar year. You've got to spend yeah. that. You've got to spend those dollars, or else you're not going to get them out of your health savings account. So, you know, head to Mystery Vibes website. <laughs> if, if 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 you needed something, you've got money in your FSA account. Um, now you have something new and different that you can spend it on, and you don't have to stock up on six years worth of dental floss. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, that's just that's just what my family does when we have to get all of the money out of our. It's contact lens solution. Everyone goes to the eye doctor, and we're just buying like a lot of dental mm-hmm. care. Um, well, congratulations. Um, that was uh, I know you guys launched in 2014. You know we're mm-hmm. it's it's 2022 now, um, and I think it's you know a massive. Uh, Massive, massive step. And I hope you trailblaze uh, that step for lots of other organizations um, to do as much good um, as you're doing. So the next subject I wanted to sort of touch on was, you know, you guys have been on this journey for some years, right? Yeah, it's been uh, almost a decade now. Uh, we oh, formally yeah. started 2014. We informally started probably, you know, years before that. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, like all startups... You experience some capital raise challenges, right? Yep. So I love sort of your perspective. So one of the topics that we have talked about on the show are the challenges that startups in the sex tech space have in terms of um, raising capital and why they have those challenges in raising capital. And I don't know that those challenges are so divorced from some of the other uh, issues that we were talking about, but Mm -hmm. tell us about sort of your... uh, journey uh, to raise capital and why you went the direction you did as opposed to, you know, the way of some other startups? I think traditionally it's not really been a segment that VCs understood in sex tech. It's, and I think even the term is pretty new. Uh, like I didn't know the word sex tech when we started. Um, and uh, so that's one of the biggest things is if there isn't any success stories, if there aren't um, track record and it's completely new it will rule out most institutional investors because it's too risky so that's one of the reasons traditionally there hasn't been any money in sex tech at least you know in the last 10 years when we started um the second b- uh, bit is uh yeah you're absolutely right it's very similar to other things in vice um you know like advertising um bank accounts etc the um it's easier to group a bunch of stuff as buckets into vice and if you don't as a thesis do not invest in vice then you don't invest in sex generally whether it is sex tech which again you know most people wouldn't have understood say even five years ago um if you think okay sex and porn and things that are much more known about sex is what all of sex tech is then it's an easy decision to say no to all of it than to, which is the same logic behind ads. It's easier to say no to all ads rather than... Than to actually give some care and thought into what this company is actually doing. Correct, exactly. Because it is less risky. If you're just thinking risk and if you're a money manager and it's somebody else's money and let's say what happened with Tumblr. It's a really good example. Let's say you invested in Tumblr and it turns out that Tumblr has child porn. And then uh, Apple and Google says, we're going to delete you from the app store. And then Tumblr decides, oh, okay, we're going to delete all our content, every adult content. And then they basically lose their entire audience. And now nobody cares about Tumblr. Um, 
imagine you were the investor and what do you do? You've lost all your money. So it, it is tricky. Well, tricky, you know, It's yes, very tricky like, when it comes to vice. Um, if, you, if you sort of flip that around now, um, and again, this news is sort of very, very recent, at least the announcement that I saw about um, FSA and HSA, um, VCs might want to take another look at a category and in, Correct, at a category exactly. and an so, industry yeah, no, I agree. That's that all of a sudden has all say. of this other revenue opportunity used in yep. with with you know FDA registered cleared uh, medical devices. Um, and maybe all of a sudden, yep. if you can pay for it with an FSA account, it sort of cuts against that argument that it all you know qualifies as correct qualifies exactly. As a device category. So this is where I'm I'm very optimistic that uh, now instead of having that bucket. So so what I was saying is more. Let's say five years ago, it would be like you know one bucket. Let's not get into that bucket because there will be some things which are complicated, like you know how do you regulate content on a platform where anyone can post anything, you know obviously agreed it's complicated but equally um you know if we're trying to solve painful sex that's not really complicated it's pretty binary you know it's medical it's designed by doctors it's sold um you know through uh clinics etc there's there's no gray area it's uh, science um so it's the and and the present day i find that now more vcs are willing to have that conversation it goes back to the Twitter question is, you know, if there's a human we can talk to, we can solve it. But if we can't and it's a bucket, then we can't, then we can't solve. Um, I think with VCs, it's the same. Now, you know, they're much more uh, open to having those conversations and uh, listening to whether, you know, this is something that would de-risk them enough to take a bet. And, and, and enough VCs are doing it already, I think. At least in the U.S. Well, I hope you guys become the shining example um, of success so that all VCs are going to be very excited about potentially uh, giving other entrepreneurs uh, opportunities that you did not have afforded uh, to you as an entrepreneur when you were starting uh, your journey um, some 10 years ago. Uh, so that's that's also sort of very exciting. Um, and I And I would just say that, you know, organizations like yours that really sort of stick it out and see it through. Cause 10 years is a long time uh, to be as, as young as that is. It's also first startups. So many of them um, die uh, in that same time period. And particularly in an area where there are so many challenges, you guys are met with challenges at, mm-hmm. at every turn. Um, even something as simple as the ability to easily take a payment. Um, so really hats mm-hmm. off to you um, for a lot of uh, vision and gumption um, and grit to sort of take on all of these challenges between banks and big tech and fundraising. Um, you guys have had a tremendous amount of success. I, I think that's what makes it exciting. Otherwise, I'd be bored if there, it was easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree, but but not everyone's got the stomach for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's nice to have an easy day, but then I think if we had too many easy days, it'd be like, oh, we should just get a corporate job. Self that. I'll try to remind myself of that as well. Um, but really just, you know, heartfelt congratulations. You should be so proud of everything uh, you all have accomplished, not only for yourselves, um, but for the industries um, and those who'll be coming behind you. Thank you so much. Um, so we have, we have so much, we have so much to do. Uh, I always feel we, you know, we have another, at least another 10 years of stuff we already have planned. Well, that's great. So- um, we, we love, we love thing, doing things slow, deep, you know, really properly. And, and like some of our devices took 
years, like uh, Tenuto, which is our ED device, took five years of building, testing, breaking, building, testing, breaking. Um, yeah, it's very slow. Medical device is just slow. It doesn't matter. Well, it's and, it's, and it should be, right? Um, uh, yeah, because slow. they are things that uh, affect our health. But it sounds like you guys took the right path um, and the right approach. Um, so for my listeners who want to learn more uh, about your company or maybe spend some of their uh, hard-saved FSA dollars, um, <laughs> where should they go? Oh, just uh, mysteryvibe.com. Very, very simple. All right, everyone. Check out mysteryvibe.com. Um, definitely Google the company, too. I can't tell you how many interesting articles I've read about um, this wonderful guest founder that we have on the show today, the company, and some of the the battles that they've taken on um, with uh, some really, really big, uh, big players in the tech industry. Uh, so, again, congratulations. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, and I can't wait to have you back to see how you guys are doing. Thank you so much. All right. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening.